The much-anticipated 2022 matric results are out, finally out. Learners who were anxiously waiting for their results can now focus on the next big step of their lives. As many, of course, enter the various universities around the country or institutions of higher learning. And that presents a new set of uh, problems, challenges, including confirmation of registration, registration fees, and securing funding from the likes of NASFIS, for example. We now look at what's in store for learners as they apply um, for higher education and for this conversation we're joined by Dr. Petiwe Matutu, who's the Chief Executive Officer of uh, Universities South Africa. Dr. Petiwe, thanks for your time. Good morning to you. It was a long wait, a rather long wait, but finally here we are. We have a sense of how the class of 2022 performed. Now, of course, uh, the the administrative headache, if you will, for our institutions of higher learning because there just aren't enough spots for everybody who would like an opportunity to study? Uh, Yes, that is uh, 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 true. But uh, I think we do need to crunch the numbers a bit. When you look at uh, the available spots, uh, according to our higher education management information system, they are approximating around 196,000. And when you look at the bachelor passes, we're looking at 278,000. So just because one has got a bachelor pass does not necessarily mean that they qualify for entry into a program. So some university would require uh, the gateway subjects, depending on the program that uh, one would like to register uh, in, and uh, there will be language requirements mm. and uh, all these things, you know, the subjects and so on. So in the end, you find out that uh, the students uh, that actually qualify uh, to get into a particular program are far less than that 278,000 that was mentioned. Mm. Mm. Of course, uh, you you had a, a lot of a, a lot of learners have you know receiving provisional um, acceptance. Perhaps that you know that a foot in, if if you will, just waiting, of course, to confirm it uh, f- uh, through the the final result. And then those maybe who who then came through and, and did exceptionally well. Do we do we perhaps have you seen over the years? In fact. Um, see a lot of those people miss out quite a bit, right? Maybe the marks they used to apply didn't quite um, get them that, that provisional acceptance, but they, they they do much better, perhaps even surprising themselves um, during the final examinations. Do people in that sort of position miss out quite a bit? No, they don't, because universities uh, uh, make their final decision. Uh, based on the the results of the national uh, senior certificate. So um, if you've done exceptionally well and initially you were not that good, then uh, the universities will look at uh, your final performance. Have we over the years, uh, uh, Dr. Matutu, perhaps seen the... You know, higher education broadly really appreciates the, the the demand, the need 
for for um, more, more space, right, for these institutions to um, to broaden the offering so that more people can have an opportunity. We also know, of course, that um, our institutions um, rank, some of our institutions rank among the best on the continent. So we attract um, people who want to study from, from all over the world, really, from elsewhere on the continent. It's quite competitive. What are we seeing in the sector, really, that that perhaps that shows an appreciation for the, the change in demand and, and, of course, the global demand to be competitive, to, to be innovative, so that you're churning out and producing um, talent, really, that, uh, that competes in any market in the world? There has been a lot that has been done in the front. Just looking at uh, the size of the institution, there's been a lot of growth. Uh, we've got uh, very high targets um, in the National Development Plan uh, for the higher education sector, and the expectation is that by 2030 it must have grown to accommodate about uh, 1,600,000 students. So uh, there has been appreciation of the need for growth. And then in terms of uh, uh, the quality um, of uh, the students that we produce, there has been also a lot which has been done in that respect, uh, both in terms of the capacity building among the academics, uh, the qualifications of academics, and uh, the infrastructure that is available. And lately, due to the COVID pandemic, you find out that our uh, institutions have been leapfrogged into being uh, able to accommodate uh, uh, the, uh, the virtual learning, which came in very, very fast, and ensuring that our students do have devices in order to uh, uh, manage that uh, uh, virtual uh, learning. So um, a lot has happened in terms of uh, uh, progress uh, to enable success and to advance success. Mm. And uh, there's been a lot of support which has been uh, tried, tested, researched uh, by uh, institutions uh, to ensure that there's mentoring, there's tutoring, Mm. um, there are extended programs for students who do not quite meet uh, the uh, initial entry requirements. Uh, there are languages sure. uh, for development. Uh, there's a lot. And are we on track to to reach that? Uh, what is it? You said 1.6 million targets at 20 th- by 2030. Are we on track? Um, that would require a lot of uh, uh, growth in terms of infrastructure. So uh, it's an area that the Department of Higher Education and Training is working on. I think we're sitting at about 1.1 now.